From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Today is Wednesday, February 29th. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. North Korea agrees to suspend nuclear activity in exchange for U.S. food aid. This former envoy welcomes the deal with caution. Dealing with North Korea is a very frustrating proposition, and we have a long way to go. But it is much better to be talking with them than not talking. And later, how poverty is spurring creativity. Innovation is the name of the game pretty much every second, because every hour you're thinking, I think, at least 10 minutes in that hour on how you're going to survive the next hour. BBC News with Charles Carroll. North Korea has announced that it will halt its uranium enrichment program and suspend nuclear and long-range missile tests. Steve Kingston reports from Washington. This announcement follows talks between American and North Korean officials in Beijing. In a written statement, Victoria Newland of the U.S. State Department said the North Koreans had agreed to suspend uranium enrichment at the Yongbyon nuclear plant and to allow U.N. inspectors to return to the site. In return, the U.S. is offering 240,000 tonnes of food aid. It's come two months after the death of North Korea's long-standing leader, Kim Jong-il. The question now is whether his son and successor, Kim Jong-un, will engage in broader talks about disarmament. The U.S. Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, described North Korea's move as a modest step in the right direction. Syrian government forces are reported to have tried to advance into the district of Baba Amma in Homs as they unleashed their heaviest bombardment so far on the area. Government officials said they would clear out opposition fighters in a matter of hours. Jim Muir reports from neighbouring Lebanon. Explosions echoed around all parts of Homs as the attack on Baba Amr quarter got underway. Sources on both sides said government troops tried to advance into the embattled quarter on several fronts after weeks of heavy bombardment. Regime officials in Damascus told reporters that clearing out the rebels would only take a few hours and that it had already become a mopping up operation. But activist postings on the internet said the Free Syrian Army fighters had repelled repeated attacks by army forces and inflicted heavy losses. The iPhone and iPod manufacturer Apple is now reckoned to be worth $500 billion. Its market capitalization broke through the half a trillion dollar mark on the New York Stock Exchange early on Wednesday. Mark Gregory reports. The latest climb in Apple's stock market value came amid reports that it will unveil the next generation of iPad tablet computers next week. Apple was already the world's biggest company, measured by the value of its shares, worth about $90 billion more than its nearest rival, the oil giant Exxon. And now, following another surge in the share price, Apple has become only the sixth American corporation ever to have a market capitalization of above $500 billion. Some news just in. The South African youth leader Julius Milema has been expelled from the governing African National Congress. The ANC Disciplinary Committee was ruling on an appeal Mr. Dilemma had lodged after a five year suspension imposed for sowing division in the ANC and bringing it into disrepute. And a date has been announced for a presidential election in Egypt, a year after Hosni Mubarak was ousted by street protests. The election will be held on the 23rd and 24th of May. World News from the BBC. 
The Vatican has, for the first time, put on a public display of it- a public display items from its archive, including Galileo's trial documents and Martin Luther's excommunication. From Rome, here's David Willey. These priceless parchments, manuscripts and other printed and handwritten documents have been allowed out of the Vatican's secret archive for the first time since Napoleon carted off the whole archive to Paris during the Napoleonic Wars. Each carefully chosen document tells a powerful story. The founding of Cambridge University at the beginning of the 12th century.